Last year, the Red River Shootout ended in a massive 49-0 victory for the Texas Longhorns. Oklahoma, who was starting Davis Bevel at quarterback in place of the injured Dylan Gabriel, um, they, let's just kindly say, did not have a passing offense, and they were only running the football. Their offense was limited, their defense was garbage, and this resulted in a Steve Sarkeesian-led Texas squad who had a much-improved defense and had Quinn Ewers, Xavier Worthy, Jordan Whittington, and Bijan Robinson and Roshan Johnson at running back. I bet the 2023 Longhorns would love to have those two at running back, but Jonathan Brooks is doing well. Anyway, with a much better offense and defense, Texas just owned the Sooners last year in the Cotton Bowl. This year's showdown is different, not just because Oklahoma seems to have some of their defensive issues fixed, and they finally have a competent quarterback who's able to play in this game. I say finally as if it's been years since Oklahoma has had a competent quarterback, but after last year's loss, I imagine it has felt like forever for Oklahoma fans and for Brent Venables and his staff to get back to this game with another chance to win. Another reason why this matchup looks to be far superior compared to last season's is both of these teams are 5-0, and and realistically, whoever wins this game is likely going to win out or only suffer one more regular season loss, and the loser of this matchup could also win out, meaning a 12-0 Texas or a 12-0 Oklahoma could meet the 11-1 only suffering that sole loss in this game, in the Big 12 championship, the winner of the Big 12 automatically going to the college football playoff. In 2022's matchup, both teams were 3-2, and two, and they were unlikely to reach the Big 12 championship game at that point based on how both of them looked and their 3-2 and two record, let alone reach the college football playoff. Even if Texas won out after crushing Oklahoma last year, there was no way they were going to reach the college football playoff. But this year could be different. I said in the preseason that I thought Texas was back. Now, my definition for Texas being back was simply winning the Big 12 and finishing the year as a top 10 team, finishing the season as Texas's best team since 2009. I didn't mean get to the college football playoff or win a national title. I just mean win your conference and get a lot of momentum on the field, in the locker room, and off the field when it comes to the staff and recruiting high school players and portal players heading into Texas's first season in the SEC. Well, they beat Alabama, who I didn't think they would beat, and Oklahoma, I thought that they would enter this game 5-0, and but I didn't think that they would look this good. Admittedly, they're looking much better on offense and also defense than I anticipated. Nonetheless, their schedule is weak, Oklahoma hasn't played anyone, and they, like Texas, have faced some vulnerabilities. So this makes to be the best, or one of the best, matchups for this week. It's the best matchup on paper, but we won't know if it's the best game of the week until after Week 6 is concluded. Welcome back, fellow football fanatics. It's College Football with Sam, and before we resume this video, I encourage you to hit the big red subscribe button, click the notification bell, and comment your thoughts and analysis on this game down below. You probably see something that someone else and myself don't see, whether it's a matchup, a player to watch, etc. Tell me your thoughts down below, 
and also like this video so we can get this video into the algorithm. I typically don't cover non-Big Ten games, but I'm going to start producing shorter, quick previews like this one that are less than 20 minutes long, talking about some other non-Big Ten or some smaller Big Ten games. Let me know your thoughts on that down below. That allows me to focus mainly on the Big Ten, which is the brand of this channel, but also reach out to Texas fans and Oklahoma fans who are likely watching this video, definitely watching this video, and other conferences as well to talk about the whole of college football, as our name suggests in College Football with Sam. Without further ado, let's talk about the matchup of this game. Both teams are 5-0. and This will be played in the Cotton Bowl. According to the AP and Coaches Poll, both of these teams are top 15 teams, and potential power would agree with that. Me personally, I want to see more from Oklahoma before I rank them in my top 15, though they are in my top 20 at number 17. Texas is at fourth in my personal top 25. Potential power, for those of you who are new to the channel, is a power rankings model of mine that ranks teams and ranks them by how many points they would beat another team by on a neutral field. So the highest-ranked team would by far have the best point margin, and the worst-ranked team would be favored to lose to anyone of the Power 5 on a neutral field. Potential Power only at this current moment ranks Power 5 teams. Oklahoma is the 15th best team. A lot of their favor by Potential Power is owed to neutral, unbiased statistics that I include in my Power Rankings. Um, statistics are very high in Oklahoma. They're second in yards per point margin, and I believe they're top 10 in points per play and also points per play margin. Um, very efficient on offense. Dylan Gabriel right now is one of the more impressive quarterbacks in the nation, throwing for 15 touchdowns, um, 1,593 yards on only 157 attempts, meaning he's averaging over 10 yards per pass attempt. And he only has two interceptions, and Oklahoma has 510 yards per game on offense, and they're allowing 319 on defense, which through five games is a big improvement compared to last year. Um, this definitely looks more like a Brent Venables defense than last year's defense, and I think a lot of that is owed to recruiting in the portal and high school, and also Brent Venables and his staff getting settled after one, year one's initial disaster. However, personally, again, as I've already mentioned, I want to see more from Oklahoma before I rank them higher. Doesn't mean they're going to lose this game. That doesn't mean they're going to lose several games after this, whether they win or lose. But I've seen Cincinnati drive up and down the field on Oklahoma. Oklahoma's defense seems to be better in the red zone. It's, it looks to be pretty average, if not below that, between the 20s. And I also witnessed Iowa State hang 20 points on them in the first half. So there are some concerns there, but Texas is another team that has struggles as well. Most teams in college football this season have had several games where they have had concerns. All college football teams this season have had at least one week where their team looks downright sloppy or there's some concerns that are exposed. For Texas, it's been the red zone. And it's also been against that smaller teams like Rice and Wyoming. 
the team just plays slow, they start very slow, and they have to grind it out all the way until the end. Very good in between the 20s is Texas's offense. They can run the ball, they can pass the ball. Quinn Ewers is a great quarterback. Much like Oklahoma, I want to see more out of him before I proclaim him to be an elite quarterback. The game is played in the Cotton Bowl. According to Vegas, Texas is favored by five points. It was higher than this, but it fell. And to me, this is weird because the line's already moved back up to five and a half, guys. I'm not even kidding you. Like, this morning, last night, it was around six, moved to five, now it's back up to five and a half. It's been floating around five and a half, six, the line has in favor of Texas. And that concerns me because four-fifths of all bettors, according to Action Network, are picking Texas to cover. The majority of people are picking Texas to win. I mean, I see in comment sections, on YouTube, on Instagram, everywhere, that Texas is going to come in this game and just, whether it's beat Oklahoma or blow out Oklahoma, they're going to do one of the following. I see very few people picking Oklahoma outright to win. And that's the case even in my community poll. 74% of voters on my poll asking who's going to win the Red River shootout 74% pick Texas to win. Only 26% picked Oklahoma. Oklahoma has been statistically more impressive than Texas, but those statistics like points per play, points per play margin, yards per point margin, uh, just simple statistics like points allowed per game and points scored per game, those typically are not adjusted for strength of schedule. And Texas has played Kansas, who I think still is a top 20 team, when Jalen Daniels is playing at quarterback, and Jason Bean is still good. Let's not forget that. He isn't as good as Jalen Daniels, but that game is a testament to how great Texas's defense is. And Alabama. Alabama right now, look, they're 4-1. and one. And if they beat Texas A&M this weekend, which, newsflash, I don't think they do, they're probably going to go 11-1 and one or 10-2 and two at worst. And Alabama, as much as their offense is just downright bad for the amount of talent they have, their defense is easily a top 10 defense nationally. They do have vulnerabilities. I think this Alabama team is the worst Alabama team since 2010 when they went 10-3, and and I think Alabama likely will finish 10-3 and or 11-2 and at best. I don't think they'll make the playoff, but Texas went on the road and they dominated in Tuscaloosa. They grinded out and just broke a Kansas team who I think solid on defense and is a very high ceiling on offense. Oklahoma, they look good. I'm not denying that. That's why I have them ranked in my top 25. I think they look good, but they don't look great. And I think that ESPN's FPI giving them, you know, favoring them to win this game of a 54.5% chance to win and ranking Oklahoma number two. I don't know why FPI is so high on Oklahoma, and it feels like Vegas is high on Oklahoma too, or they know something. They know some secret sauce, something that Oklahoma has that no one else knows about, because most people are picking Texas to win. There's money behind Texas. There's public opinion and analyst support behind Texas. I think Texas is the better team, but that line scares me. Potential power thinks that Texas outright should win by an extra touchdown on top of the spread. They think they should win by two scores, and it would lean toward more than two scores, like three scores, instead of one score. If I had to pick between 
three touchdown or a one touchdown win for Texas, along with potential power, potential power thinks Texas is much more talented. According to 24-7 sports team talent composite, Texas has the better roster. Texas has played the tougher strength of schedule. Texas has the more talented quarterback room. Both teams have very talented QB rooms. But looking at everything that a power ranking or spread FPI likes to weigh quarterbacks heavier than they do any other position group. That's why I mentioned quarterback and not any other position group yet. We'll get to that in a few seconds. Tell me down below what you think of the Vegas line. It was it was five. You can probably still find it at five in favor of Texas at some places. Now it's moved to five and a half, according to ESPN. What do you think about that? Because that that kind of rubs me the wrong way, if I'm being honest. That makes me feel like there's something that I don't know. And I'm a Big Ten guy, so an Oklahoma fan, a Texas fan, a Big 12 expert probably knows more than I do. I'd lean toward that. Tell me down below why you think this line is floating around less than a touchdown. Like, is there a matchup advantage that Oklahoma has over Texas that I'm not seeing? Or is there something else that's not being reported? Is Jatavion Sanders not going to be healthy? Is that why the line is sitting around five? Let me know down in the comment section below. Uh, looking at position advantages, Texas, I think, is nine of them. I think Oklahoma is only better at special teams. Texas was having a decent, above-average special teams unit until that Baylor game where they muffed a few kickoffs. Now it's uh, ranked as below average or average, according to ESPN. Oklahoma, by contrast, is one of the better special teams units in the country. But outside of special teams, which is important, I don't want to discredit that. Texas has the more proven head coach in Steve Sarkeesian. They have the better defense. I would argue they have the better offense, even though points per game and raw offensive statistics like yards per game would argue otherwise. Texas has Xavier Worthy, Jordan Whittington, Isaiah Nayer, and Adani Mitchell at wide receiver. I think all of those receivers are better than Oklahoma's best wide receiver, Andrell Anthony. Texas has Jatavion Sanders at tight end. Now, he was day-to-day. -day. I don't know if he's going to play in this matchup, but Jatavion Sanders, 278 receiving yards, one receiving touchdown. A.D. Mitchell and Worthy both over have 300 receiving yards. Mitchell has four receiving touchdowns. Worthy has three. Those are great receivers. And Quinn Ewers this year hasn't had as impressive as statistics or as good of a series, in my mind, as Dylan Gabriel has had. But we know that Ewers has a higher upside and also a better supporting cast. And he's faced tougher defenses. I think that Alabama's defense is far better than Cincy's or Iowa State's, etc. Kansas has, I think, a solid defense. I don't think they have a great defense or a good defense. But Ewers has had some great games against great defenses. I think that, you know, is evidence to back him up as being a great quarterback. I need to see more of him before I declare him to be elite. I want to see more consistency, but he's a great quarterback, and he has Arch Manning and Malik Murphy behind him. Dylan Gabriel, he's the starter for Oklahoma. Jackson Arnold is his backup. There's an argument for Oklahoma to have the edge here at quarterback, 
And if Oklahoma wins this game, it probably is because they have the edge at quarterback because Texas has the better offensive line, the better defensive line. They have the better defense, period, amen. If Oklahoma wins this game, it's because they end up having the better offense. And looking at the talent they have on offense, that will start at quarterback where I think they have, that's their best position with Jackson Arnold and Dylan Gabriel. Bill Biedenbaugh puts together good offensive lines and that shows in Gabriel He's only been sacked four times this season. That's less than one sack per game. He has a 189.4 passer rating, 15 passing touchdowns, two picks. He's averaging 10.1 yards per pass attempt, and he's completing three out of every four pass attempts with a 75% completion percentage. And he's thrown for, again, almost 1,600 yards. Ewers, by contrast, 1,358 passing yards. 10 passing touchdowns, one interception. He's averaging 9.2 yards per pass. What I find very fascinating, um, and I think the offensive line for Texas, they returned five starters from last year, which helps. But the run games, I think, are a big talking point here, a big matchup. Texas statistically has the better run defense. They have the better defense all around. But... More importantly, they have the much better rushing attack. You look at Oklahoma's leading rusher, Marcus Major. He has 51 carries. Jonathan Brooks for Texas is 86 carries. Brooks is averaging 6.9 yards per rush attempt. He has five rushing touchdowns and nearly 600 rushing yards. Marcus Major has 199 rushing yards. He's Oklahoma's leading rusher, by the way. He's averaging 3.9 yards per rush. That's not good. That is, through five games with their strength of schedule, That that's not good because Texas has a much better defense than Iowa State, much better than Cincinnati. Those are the two best defenses Oklahoma's faced so far, better than SMU. And Texas, unlike Cincinnati and unlike Iowa State, actually has a consistent offense with talent surrounding it. So looking at the roster, Texas definitely has a massive advantage at most positions, and this doesn't bode well for Oklahoma. Again, going back to my point of that line, which I think leans heavily toward Oklahoma, in my mind, the line would be Texas by double digits, but that's just me. What am I not seeing? Because Oklahoma, I said it in the preseason that I'm not necessarily a fan of Brent Venables being the head coach. Right now, he's done a better job than I expected, and I will give him credit for that. He's recruiting very well. I loved him as a defensive coordinator, and I think we're seeing his defensive acumen get involved right now as the defense has improved. It's not elite, but it's a good defense. The offense, I think, is a great offense. I like what I see from Dylan Gabriel. Jackson Arnold looks like a competent backup with a very high ceiling. Andrew Anthony came from my school, the Michigan Wolverines. By my school, I mean the school I attend. I will never probably have any influence over the university. But the school I attend, the school that I've been a fan of in football since a very young age, Anthony's broken out, and good for him. 387 receiving yards, one receiving touchdown. I know that I said I think Texas has four receivers who are better than him. I hope he proves me wrong. I hope he's the best receiver on the field. I really do. Um, From an objective point of view, I think he's a great, good wide receiver. The problem is Texas is one of the best wide receiver rooms in the country. But why, why 
is Texas only favored by five. I think they're going to win. I think they're going to cover. Their superior trench play will force Oklahoma into being one-dimensional. And I think Texas gets over 400 total yards of offense. Gabriel will be asked to carry the game. I don't think it will be enough for Oklahoma to win, despite what I think will be an impressive performance by Gabriel. I think he'll be able to find weaknesses in Texas's defense, and I think Jeff Levy will do a good job as offensive coordinator here. The problem with Oklahoma is not only do they have a trench disadvantage, they have a running back room disadvantage. If they had a Kenneth Walker III at running back, if they had a Quinshawn Judkins, if they had a Jameer Gibbs, if they had a, um, gosh, insert elite Oklahoma running back here. I'm blanking on names. I'm I'm very sorry. Um, Peterson, Oklahoma, the running back for Oklahoma. Adrian Peterson. I don't know how I blanked on that name. Like, I had the picture of Adrian Peterson in my mind, knew he was an elite running back, nearly won the Heisman, but blanked on his name for whatever reason. If Oklahoma had that kind of running back, the trench disadvantage may not matter, and they'd rush for 200, 250 yards anyway. Um, Texas's defense, I think, is great. They're very efficient. I don't know if they're an elite defense. I think Oklahoma will find ways to score points. The problem is, again, one-dimensional. Texas is one of the better defensive tackle rooms in America right now. Their linebackers are playing well. They're able to get to the quarterback. I'm very impressed with Texas's defense. 13 sacks, 11 passes defended, 6 interceptions, and a forced fumble. Oklahoma's by comparison, 9 sacks, 14 passes defended, 3 forced fumbles, 10 interceptions. Comparable in a lot of ways, but Texas playing that tougher strength of schedule and also watching both, you know, game analysis and also watching film tells me Texas has the better defense. And without a star running back, I think Gabriel and Anthony will have to carry the game. And I don't think that's a recipe for success. So I'm taking Texas to win 41-28. Again, as I've mentioned for the nth time, why is that line Texas minus five, five and a half? I don't get it. I look at that and my mind instinctively tells me that's, you know, to a certain degree, like selling Texas really short. But is it? Because Vegas always knows something. That's why they're able to exist and make money. They know things that we don't know. So I'm picking Texas to win. I think Oklahoma's fraudulent when you look at their ranking on FPI and when you look at people calling them an elite team. However, I think they are going to finish with likely double-digit wins given their easy schedule. Texas, in comparison, if they win this game, as long as they win out or only suffer one loss, they're probably a lock for the college football playoff as long as that one loss isn't in the Big 12 championship game. And even then, with a win over Alabama on the road and other good wins like this one, it may not even matter. Thank you guys so much for watching this quick preview video. Thanks to Spencer Bringhurst, my All-American patron, and Will Loftus, Gabriel Callender, Roaming Gnome, and Matthew Sale, my all-conference patrons. Check out my Patreon via the link in the description so you can get access to Potential Power, which predicts games, factoring in home field advantage, and later today, there will be a video talking about my Big Ten Potential Power rankings and also listing every Power 5 team ranked from number 1 
all the way down to, I think, number 69, including Notre Dame, along with their respective point values. Thank you so much for watching, and I'll see you all around. Bye-bye.